quarantine Q&A to get up to date with all of our dreamers, doers, and achievers. Enjoy this episode. So there's really two phases of any business. There's the building value phase, and there's the selling phase. Start your business now. Form your company now. Create your business plan now. Establish your entity now. Start making investor list now. If you want to be proactive, like this is this is your golden moment. You know, if you have this subconscious thought that like you'll never be fit or you'll never be rich or you'll never be passionate about life, if you're following that subconscious loop, you're never going to get it. Yeah, well, sorry for the technical difficulties. <laughs> Man, it's gonna make this easy. What's up? What's up, guys? Um, yeah, just before we start, too, uh, people are gonna stream in who uh, follow you, I guess. So uh, it's an interview and Q and A. You guys can ask any questions you want, but I have a ton for Tommy. It's been a little bit since uh, we've talked, but uh, dude, it's so good to see you like face to face. I know we talked on the phone, but what is up yeah man, it's been a bit it's been a minute since those st joe's days for sure seriously uh, yeah we'll, we'll start there for sure yeah i'm fired up though thank you for having me on um obviously you're doing a great great deal um having some really inspiring entrepreneurs and been fortunate to watch some of your talks so it's been awesome and um humbled to you know you you thought about bringing me on so um excited to share some insights um my journey's still very early on but you know if there's anything that i can highlight that's you know helped me get to where we are today i mean i'll i'll try and um you know fire the questions away guys if you want to hear yeah. anything um just you know i'll try to adhere to whatever people want absolutely so the first thing to say uh guys just so you know i'm the creator and founder of dream big and co we're a media company with a focus in creative agency work um, my partner in the hall is in the uh live as well but for Tommy, I, I mean, I can intro you, but I feel like you'll 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 crush it better if you just want to like focus on. I mean, you can give like a short snippet from St. Joe's to UNC to what you're doing now. That'd be dope for the documentary or archive type things. We'll post it on YouTube as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. So my name's Tommy Hatton. I'm 24 years old. I grew up in Burton County, New Jersey, more pointedly Glenrock. Um, I attended St. Joe's Montville, where I met Anthony. Uh, played football there. Um, was recruited. Um, and decided to go to the University of North Carolina, where um, I played football there. Uh, started there as a retro freshman, uh, had some success there, was, you know, a freshman All-American, got, got on the field pretty early. Um, and then, unfortunately, I took a hit to the head uh, and had to, to give up the days, chase, stop chasing the dream and, uh, you know, give up football, which is obviously uh, a crosshair that a lot of people face. So um, it was a tough decision all around, but I'm um, trying to make the most of it now. And, uh been working on a venture called Learn to Win, which I'm sure we're going to get into here and kind of describe and give some insights to, you know, some of the things that we've done and been working on and, and where we're heading in the next couple of months. Yeah, perfect, man. I, I think the the first place to start, that'd be really cool. And you guys know as well, ask questions if you want. But what is like, I often see the transition with uh, athletes to the entrepreneurs. What is the biggest takeaway or like something you've learned a lot with sports? that you can apply to entrepreneurship or like something that's really equipped you for this different journey? Yeah. I mean, I would say there's a lot of similar <laughs> sports and uh, entrepreneurship. Um, yeah. I think to be successful in your sport, uh, it takes a lot of sacrifice. You know, it's the same thing in entrepreneurship. Um, 
a lot of people want to be an entrepreneur. They say they want to be an entrepreneur. They don't want to put the work in to be an entrepreneur. They just, they just want to say, you know, so they can post it on their Instagram and all that stuff. Um, same thing in football, right? You got some people who they want to say they're D1. They want to post all these letters, but you know, when push comes to shove, they're not out there doing the extra work. Um, so I think it's the same thing. Um, you know, you have your freak athletes, same thing in entrepreneur, right? Some people who created the fidget spinner, right? They exit out for millions of dollars. It's a freak thing, you know, and if, you, mm. if you're fortunate that that happens to you, God bless, but it's not the, you know, standard. Uh, a lot of times this is a long, windy journey. <laughs> this entrepreneurship. Yeah. Not always sexy. It's not always easy. Um, <laughs> it takes a lot of time. Um, and so it's, it, it's definitely a journey. It's definitely a grind you know, every single day, but I would say it's a lot of freedom to it too, as well. Um, you know, you're not on a nine to five schedule, you know, you know, you work more than that. <laughs> that just yeah, so no, seriously, seriously. But it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of advantages, but yeah, I think sports prepare me super well. And, and for me, you know, I always try to stay away from the status quo and try to just get, go away from what normal people do. Um, and I think, you know, this is an untraditional path being an entrepreneur um, not a lot of people want to go down it, which is fair. I understand it. And, you know, um, mm -hmm. you got to adhere to your risk tolerance and stuff like that. But, um, especially when you're young, I don't think, you know, there's a better path than trying to pursue the, the kind of startup game or whatever you pursue. Got a inbound call. So I just had to. No, it's all good. Um, I think, no, we talked about that before with, uh, like taking risk when you're young. Um, <clears throat> we also have, uh, I agree with everything you said as well. It's like it, I think the toughness of sports prepares you for the obstacles that come with entrepreneurship, but, uh, it's all a matter if you're willing to like take ownership for the journey itself. But other than that, we had two initial questions and we can field those. So one, one is, is funny. The other one is, uh, uh, something I guess you can answer, but says, can you ask Tommy why he's such a legend? Uh, <laughs> Alan, you're a legend, man. Man. Get out of here with those. <laughs> um, Brandon London, have, what's up, uh, man? You, Brandon London, I see you in here. Uh, you know, I tra trained with Brandon growing up. Um, he's killing it. Um, and I think he really, you know, he's been influential. He's been successful in everything he's done. So uh, we've done a lot of work and that prepared me and hopefully – I can get to where he is because he's he's a guy I look up to for sure. Yeah, talk, talking about people you look up to, who were your idols growing up? Because that was another question. Wow. Um, and I'm I sure mean, it was different lot, phases with like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think first and foremost, my parents. Corny answer, but I mean, mm. they uh, exemplify Absolutely. what it means to be hardworking um, and the position to be successful. Um, um, and I wouldn't be where I am without them. So I'd say number one, my parents. Um, I had a mentor, Mr. Jim Tracy, who recently passed away. Um, he was the CEO of Monster Recruiting Board, um, took the company from $2 million in revenue to hundreds of millions, took them public. Um, he grew up in Glenrock. And I had a really special relationship with him. So him, um, you know, I read a lot of books, too. Um, the Dirt Third Door was a book I recently read. Great um, book. I, Great book. Yeah, I love it. I, I thought it was awesome. Um, I just got a book, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, which I'm, you know, going to start here. Um, so I don't know. I think uh, I've had, you know, 
all the, you know, a, diff a bunch of different mentors, but I'm always constantly looking for new mentors. Mr. Stephen Kenny from St. Joe's. I don't know. I just have a lot. And in sports, Coach Hoffman, my Coach Cap, a bunch of you yeah, know, coaches yeah. that I up to. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been good. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know uh, I would love to – I want to ask one more point of a general question with entrepreneurship. Then I would love to dive into uh, learn to win stuff. But, like, you can have mentors – in this journey but oftentimes with entrepreneurship uh the experience and failure is your mentor so what's been what's been off the gate with like the two years you've been in this this journey so far after like hanging up the cleats what has been a, a bigger experience or failure that that's been sort of uh a mentor to you in a way yeah no i i mean there's that's definitely there's definitely you know that's a pretty packed question i would say for yeah. sure um, in entrepreneurship, I, I tell people all the time, it's the startup game, you judge every day like as a success <laughs> failure. It's not by the weeks, you know, because some days could be good, some days could be bad. I think in early stage tech, which we'll get into more, um, you know, mm -hmm. you deal with a bunch of fires and, you know, your tech is okay and it's, you're just continuing to grow and improve and stuff like that. So you're constantly dealing with clients, trying to figure out how to, you know, best service them, make sure that they're doing well. I wouldn't say there's been a definitive moment that's really like molded me um, yet, but I, I mean, just, you know, I've taken a couple rippings from clients. It's definitely humbling <laughs> to start of you know, the yeah. journey, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still chasing and I'm still learning a lot every day. So that's, that's kind of, kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's great. That's great. But then, you know, going back to square one, uh, I don't know if it was a click moment for you with starting this, but how did it come to fruition with you meeting, uh, your, your two other founders from Stanford and, you know, starting up Learn to Win and transitioning from sports to this company, but also like, you know, was it difficult to, to obviously stop playing? I, I know it was pretty hard, like knowing you, but how was that transition as well, going from UNC to focusing on Learn to Win? Yeah, I mean, it was a very difficult, you know, decision um, to mm -hmm. give up the game of football. It's something I worked my whole life for. I had a poster over my bed that said I'll play in the NFL. Um, and wow. so to give it up and not get to be able to chase it after starting as a redshirt freshman and being a freshman All-American, I mean, it's hard. Um, the reality of things about, you know, I get this asked a lot. It's like, I'm not dead, you know. It's like I'm still <laughs> very much alive. I'm, and I've always been, you know, I've always wanted to chase my dreams. Um, mm -hmm. and do big things and like be a guy who like went out there and laid it on the line and one quote that's really like transcribed me is the man in the arena it's like I want to be the guy in the arena who's out there chasing the dream who's out there taking chances you know there's gonna be a lot of critics who sit on the side who point they've been handed everything their whole life they don't have to worry for me I want to be the guy who's out there trying to make it happen um, and so I've taken that same mentality I had that in football you know um, I always tested my limits, brought it to entrepreneurship. It was definitely tough. Getting into your question about how I met Sasha and Andrew, just by chance, you know, I don't believe in luck. You, you know, you create your own luck. But um, I networked with the right people at UNC, um, got connected through a friend. He said, hey, these two guys have this idea to create this almost Duolingo or Coursera or Rosetta Stone for helping athletes better learn their playbooks. You know, being a football player, I see a lot of application. You know, we started um, – on a sub-licensed platform um, two summers ago at, in the Keenan Football Center, you know, refined it. And then once we got good enough feedback, we went forward and developed it, um, developed our own app. Um, and, you know, we launched in January 2019. 
work with about 125 football teams um, and, and sports teams, um, um, two branches of the United States military, and now venturing into the enterprise game and think there's an abundance of opportunities inside of different, you know, verticals and, and, and whether that be in the medical industry, whether that be in gas and oil, trucking logistics, um, we just really redefining the way people do training and how they look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool to see the, the process and the growth so far. And I think it's cool to see as well, like you see one door kind of closed, but it's not necessarily even that it's like, you're just an ever evolving journey into like learning new things. Cause you can say one door closed with football and then you got more opportunities cause you were, you were kind of looking for them or you attracted them. But I think it's cool to see that this, this ever evolving journey of uh, <laughs> like yourself and you, did you even know you wanted to get into this stuff or you, you just came upon you like it the way it did? Yeah. I mean, no, I had no idea. I couldn't tell you. When That's I so great. Football, like, what I would want it, what I would, would have wanted to do. I don't know. It mm-hmm. kind of like I stumbled upon it. I think I learned pretty early on when I stopped playing football that I didn't want to, I wanted to find something I loved and something I was passionate about and something that I was worth chasing. I didn't know it'd be like being in the tech, <laughs> tech startup or tech <laughs> company. Um, but now that I'm in tech, I mean, there's no better place to be than tech. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I mean, there is so much opportunity you either get with the times or you don't, but you're going to get run over if you don't get with the times because it's a paradigm shift and, you know, people are holding on for dear life, but I mean, it's a great, it's a great sector to be in for sure. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I have some friends who work for <laughs> or have a startup with ARVR and it's just insane that that's going to be like a mainstream thing come like half a decade or a decade. And then same thing with you said with, with different ed tech things. The thing with AR and VR, you know, I think it's tricky just because um, it's definitely the future. Who's going to win mm-hmm. and what that's going to look like? It's very blurry still. Um, mm-hmm. I know companies like Striver and stuff have really done some stuff and worked with Walmart and have some big accounts. But I think they're still redefining um, VR and stuff with like machine learning principles and other stuff like that. We'll bet that process. But um, it's a really cool industry. Um, I'm moving out to SF. So, you know, I'm sure I'll see a lot of emerging tech and i'm i'm pretty excited about that yeah yeah and then so talking about that with like the the more up-to-date things you're moving out there like what is the process for when you started to reach out to raise some money or get some more capital like what are some steps or advice you would give to someone when trying to scale up because i know the beginning is hard in and of itself of making the platform and and the value prop but then actually scaling it up is another thing. Like, what's the what's that process like? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it depends on who the target audience here. If you're, you know, in college, mm-hmm. I would say don't be afraid to start while you're in college because you got the backing of college. You don't have, you know, bills or as many bills. And mm-hmm. it's the time to take a chance um, and really take a risk. Um, so that being said, if you can do it while, you you know, you don't have much many kids or girlfriend or whatever, like go and do it now. Yeah. Um, if you're more established in your career, um, there's a lot of different avenues. I think, you know, we talked about on the phone, um, the accessibility to capital right now is immense. Um, if you have a good idea, it can get funded. I think the traditional path is, you know, you prove the MVP out a little bit, show some promise in the market, um, and then maybe go re- raise a little seed round or something or a pre-seed um, fa- friends and family. Give yourself like a little money to put into your pocket and try to just go from there and then make it to a series a where then you try to raise some big money and really scale it up. That's kind of the traditional mm-hmm. path. 
I don't know. Uh, you know, we bootstrapped it. That was just us. We, we were fortunate. Um, and obviously, you know, we were fortunate to do that. And now, you know, with the fundraise. So um, I don't know. It's a, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different ways to get to that destined outcome. I mean, I would say if, you know, once you start giving equity away, especially early on, you know, you, you really dilute your shares down and, and sometimes, you know, 0% or 5% is zero, still zero, you know? So yeah. you don't have anything to give, you know, sometimes it ain't bad to give equity. So I think you can be creative and how you go about that. I mean, if you have a really technical friend and Hey, you get them on board to want to go and do this, you might not need to give equity and you might be able to just proof this while you're, you're still making a little money on the side and work on this at night and to show mm. enough promise. So I think there's a lot of different, you know, paths of, you know, how you can get to market and how you can scale up and stuff like that. But I mean, the traditional, I would say is, you know, raising a little, once you prove the concept enough, going to either friends and family and angel, whatever it may be. Um, mm. And that's kind of, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. that's kind of the way to go about it. No, that, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then I know when uh, you joined the Learn to Win or like the, the platform at the time, the, the guys already built out the idea, but were you along the ride for the process of like iterating the, the platform in the beginning? And like, how, how did you guys test it and, and do that? Yeah, so I mean, when I got on the team, we didn't have, we had a sub-licensed platform that we were going to use. Um, had a lot of the features that we were looking potentially for mm. um, in the okay. education platform. Um, so we tested it with Michigan and UNC. And going back to my first point, it's like, if you're going to lose, lose cheaply, lose fast. So mm. we got good feedback, went forward, and we, we had two people in Chapel Hill. They sold a company called uh, Uconnection to a private equity mm. firm. Um, and they went forward and developed our app and we launched um, last January, you know, so it was a, uh, it was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how we like, we like, went yeah. to, went that. Um, you know, tech is really tricky, especially development. Um, those people cost a lot of money, you know, Dude, um, ed tech so is especially like I have a friend in ed tech and that's a difficult field, man. Yeah. There's a lot of competition. I mean, what really makes us unique and what we're really, our platform is we're not your traditional LMS system, learning management system. We're a micro learning platform. And what micro learning is, is a breakthrough in cognitive science and e-learning. It's all about breaking down information into digestible bite-sized chunks. So um, you can come in to three to five minute learning modules that is going to increase retention. The days of, you know, 45, 50 minute modules, dude, it just doesn't work. <laughs> if yeah. people don't sit through, it doesn't work. Um, and we're trying to you know, redefine that and, you know, paradigm shift into traditional learning. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I was really heavily involved in the go to market, you know, and then what sales and stuff like that. I mean, I've been yeah, here the whole time since we've been really launching. So um, that's kind mm -hmm. of, I wasn't one of the initial founders like off the bat, but I'm on the founding team and, you know, consider one of the co-founders. So it's been a, it's been a journey. Yeah. So when, dude, like you, you already have a hundred plus like uh, clients. Did, did you, individually pitch a good amount of those and like and how did you do that or they did just start to fall like dominoes or, or what was that whole thing like as well yeah i mean so the first couple of like months when we were getting off the ground you know we we're still trying to shape our tech we we're trying to do all of that stuff so it was, yeah you know, we didn't get the explosion that we weren't that instant <laughs> unicorn that everyone was you know trying to be but uh <laughs> took some time you know we found figured out um what coaches like, what they didn't like. We were able to like kind of redefine our product here and there, 
created some relationships. We built trust with the UNC defensive coordinator, Ole Miss, um, safeties coach. Um, in coaching and football, it's all about, you know, it's a relationship game. If you have a good product um, and it works and people buy into it, they're going to go tell all of their friends. Um, and so we've been, you know, we're not quite there yet, but we've been the byproduct of a lot of organic growth, which is pretty cool um, in such a short period of time to, you know, word of mouth and, you know, people uh, talking. Uh, for instance, like I pitched to Mel Tucker at Michigan State um, and Mel Tucker called Chris Partridge at um, Ole Miss. And he said, yeah, you should buy this. And same thing when we pitched to South Carolina with Muschamp. So, you know, the organic growth is really, you know, that's second to none. And that's kind of when you get into the enterprise field, um, you really need case studies because you need to show a return on investment to these like companies before they're going to invest in your software. No one's mm -hmm. just going to invest in your software for the idea, but if it's going to save them time, money, and resources, they're going to allow yeah. Yeah. worth their time. So, yeah, you got to yeah. show, you got to show them why. I think it's also crazy too, because you, you put a lot of time into making the product good. And I think people are spreading the word organically just because it's like a really good idea and the, and the tech is really good in and of itself. You know, I think you can't market a bad product. You guys have a really good product. Yeah. So we have a, we have a, we have a good product. You know, we have a great product. Um, the idea is really there. Yeah. I mean, we just hired on a senior engineer from Facebook and we're trying to really build this thing. I think, the funda fundamental platform is very good, but it's just the beginning and we are, it's going, it's going to be even better and even more intuitive and features. Um, so this is just the beginning for us. We're, we're excited because we're still early on, but mm. yeah, it, yeah. Uh, we got a lot of, a lot of upside for sure. Absolutely. And then talking about that, just the beginning, um, when this stuff subsides, quarantine subsides, this year comes to a closing what things are you looking forward to um things you want to capitalize on in the future big moves yeah, ahead. Really wanna, yeah yeah no doubt i mean you know i definitely have personal goals for myself obviously lose a couple lbz healthier you know <laughs> i you have your battles with every sure. single day um to continue to do that i think working out is super important i try to work out at least four times a week i think working out you push your mind you push your body and it's the same thing in business. It's like, if you sit back and you don't test yourself and stuff, well, then when it's time for the, the big meeting or big events, like you haven't sacrificed, you haven't like went through that grind. But when you're working out every day, yeah. and you're getting there. It, I don't know, it shapes you. So I think personal goal, I mean, obviously, you know, I go up and down on the wagon about my diet. I'm a big guy, offensive lineman. You know, I it can't be 300 pounds sitting around two, 270, but I'd love to get back down to In terms of uh, company goals, I think really to cultivate this corporate pipeline. Um, you know, corporate takes a little bit longer to break into. Um, you know, you're talking about bigger contract size and stuff like that. It doesn't just happen overnight. Um, but we have a lot of really good opportunities. So I'd love to capitalize on a lot of these if we can. Um, you know, there's a lot of good stuff. So it'd be awesome. Um, and that's what I'm really looking forward to. And just continue to grow, network. Um, and better myself every single day, um, read, constantly learn. There's so much knowledge out there in this world. And I'm just, you know, I, you, you can't make excuses for things. It's like you either get it done or you don't get it done. I'm not going to let people make excuses for me. I'm not going to make excuses for myself. I'm just going to take it day by day, control what I can control, get better and, you know, continue to help learn to win. We have a great team here. I mean, I'm fortunate to work with some of the smartest people, like you could even imagine. Um, and so it's, uh, 
it's awesome. They push me every single day to be better. Uh, so I'm just, this is just the beginning for us. <laughs> we, we got a long way to go, but excited for the future. Yeah. If you want to build great, great things, you got to have a great team. I mean, same thing happened with St. Joe's, the championships, UNC with how you guys did. But I think the couple things I took away too were um, the point of health always being first. I think you can't pour from an empty cup. And I think someone who's very high energy and ambitious like you, like you always got to make sure you're in check before everything else can line up. I think that's a very underrated thing, especially this field, because you always want to be go, go, go. But if you don't prioritize the health, then what's the point of even, you know, doing what you're doing? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, health is, health, yeah. is, health is king at the end of the day. If you're unhealthy, you can't do anything. Um, and I'm blessed to be healthy and, and blessed to be in this body and, um, you know, obviously I could eat a little healthier. I'm sure my uh, cholesterol is a little bit high here and there. <laughs> you'll, but, you'll get there. Yeah, overall, it's it's definitely a, it's a blessing. Yeah. And then talk, you talked about books as well. Are there any, you said the third door was one. Are there any upcoming reads you want to consume or, or other books that have been pretty monumental on, on your learning process lately? I mean, I read The Intelligent Investor a while ago. I think that's good for just any, like, <laughs> people trying to learn money or about, like, you know, investing money and, and stuff. I think... You know, you got to invest, especially when you're young, um, and create wealth and passive income. I think that's super important. Um, Absolutely. You know, it's a great place, great start. Um, the random walk down Wall Street. I used to think I wanted to be in finance. Then I realized you had to wear a tie and suit every day, and I'm like, screw that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, so that, uh, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to read a little bit more. I listen to How I Built This Guy Raz, a lot of podcasts. Um, mm. I'm constantly reading on CNBC and stuff like that. I mean, I'm about to read uh, – how to win friends and influence people. My uncle recommended that to me. Yeah. I'm excited about that. But, you know, you can always read more. I need this. One thing that I've caught myself recently is I've been so go, 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 grind, 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 learn to win, learn to win. I Sometimes I don't make time to better myself, like, intellectually. I don't mm -hmm. make time to read every day. And that's just housekeeping things that I need to just get back into my routine because it's so important. Um to help you get to that ultimate goal and to be successful. You're trying to build a successful career um, and you need to just keep on honing on honing in on your skills. It's like playing off. It's flying. You need to work on your past sets. You need to get better every single day and continue to improve. So those are some things I've caught myself slipping on them, but you know, I'm excited to read this book and, and commit to it and, you know, set a goal. Hey, I want to get this done in two weeks, right? Mm. And then, then knock it out. I think that's super important. Yeah, and ha and has the quarantine led you to realizing more of that of, of the point you got to decompress more, learn more stuff intellectually? Because I feel like I was in the same boat, but I'm interested to hear on your end. This quarantine's been grind, grind, grind for me <laughs> uh, in terms of for learn to win, which is a good thing that to, to have. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's been it's been a lot. Um, constantly eight eight a.m. till two in the morning some nights, you know. Yeah. But um. Early start of things. That's yeah, early start. I mean, it's just part of the grind. Um, but yeah, I, I think you got to always seek new knowledge out there. You got to talk to new people. I try to just talk to a lot of people every single day, smarter people than myself, um, you know, frankly, um, and just try to learn yeah. about different things. And honestly, your inner circle, who you surround yourself with, really defines who you are as a person. Um, and I'm blessed to have great friends here at Carolina, here up in New Jersey just all over the place a lot of really intelligent people so um but i think yeah I, this quarantine i think you know you could you could have looked at this quarantine in two ways it's like you could have been like oh we're stuck inside this and that yeah it sucks 
don't get me wrong, no one wants to be stuck inside. Or you're like, okay, how can I get better? How can I come up with an idea? How can I innovate? And so you make that decision every day. And if you want to complain and act like that, you know, well, no one else can do it. You know, it's not like you're the only person in the world who can't do it. So it's like, sack up and, you know, I don't know, just get better and, and control what you can control and, and get yourself better. And I mean, I think that's kind of been my mentality and, and not saying that should be people's mentality, but I think like, if you just hone in your bed, lay in there and watch yeah. Netflix all day, it's like, dude, like, come on, you know? Like, yeah, no, I, de I, def I definitely hear where you're coming from. I like the point of controlling what you can. I think that's the uh, the biggest thing that's being reiterated by myself or people around me. Uh, I completely agree with that. Yeah, and yeah. then just, just, just so people know as well, probably finish in like a minute or two because um, I, I drain my, my curiosity on my end and I'll probably have more and just like, text you individually about how things go but uh guys just you know if you want to ask a couple more questions you can uh i think one thing i wanted to cap it off with is what has been like a because i've been asking this for all the ig lives we've done through the last month what has been something clear that has popped out to you through this time like a learning or just like an observation with the world at large i'm just I find those things interesting. So I'm, I'm curious to see what you've taken away, if you've taken away certain things. Yeah, just say enjoy the time with your family, especially if you're, you're like mm -hmm. postgraduate or something like that. This was the longest time. I'm in Chapel Hill now, but this is the longest time mm -hmm. I had been home. Um, and it was a great time with the family. And it really just makes you think what's important in life. And, um, you know, it's it's Instagram and social media. It's tough to you know, see lavish items and, you know, want this and uh, you go to school in North Carolina and, and, you know, people are walking around with thousands of dollars, two cheap purses and stuff. And it's like, but no, the most important thing is family and making sure you're healthy. Um, and I just, I don't know, this time has made me hungrier. At, at least that's how I am. When I go into like isolation, even when I was playing football, it just makes me want it even more. Um, makes me want to be the best, makes me want to be successful. And so, this time has honestly been good for me um, overall. Um, and I think I just have attacked the quarantine. Our whole company has, it's not just been me, it's been our whole company. We've been really doing a good job and we've been really busy and there's been an uptick in, um, you know, interest and stuff like that. So pretty excited mm -hmm. about it. Yeah, no, dude, that's, uh, I, I can't say it enough, but I think for one, uh, it's, it's amazing to see the growth. It's like, it, it's amazing to reconnect, but I appreciate someone who's also grinding and doing something to benefit others. I, uh, that, that's all I had on my end. And I, I think we can, we can cap it off here, but I have like endless appreciation for you, man. And just continue to spread knowledge and improve yourself. And I'm excited to see, learn to win and how you guys do in SF and further growth. Yeah, much respect, Anthony. Thank you for having me on. You're, you're crushing it, man. And uh, this has been really cool. And, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, if you all have any questions, anything, if I can, you know, be a help, um, give me a shout out, you know, in my DMs or whatever. And um, follow Anthony on his journey. He's doing some cool stuff. So I uh, appreciate you all tuning in. And um, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right, Tom, I'll talk to you later. Take care. Thank you for tuning in. This is a big mark. Uh, we're 50 plus episodes in. So I just wanted to say for one, thank you all for listening. And two, it would mean 
the absolute world to Dream Big and Co., the community, myself, to have you subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel. We're putting out a lot of content, a lot of great individuals with great stories that want to help you. And other than that, continue to stay safe during this time. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode.